Hi everyone, welcome back to Get With The Grove. My name is Zoha and I am a youth ambassador at the U of G site. I am joined with Roshi Wagley to discuss the topic of navigating the workplace or a professional setting as a person of disability. Roshi, would you like to give us a brief introduction of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me today. My name is Roshi and I currently work at uh, the Student Accessibility Services as an accessibility advisor. And in my role, I advise students and support around the academic accommodations. Amazing. Thank you so much. To begin, Roshi, what does disability in your professional opinion mean? I would start off by saying that uh, I am an occupational therapist, so within the occupation therapy lens, I see when I'm working with my clients, patients, and students, I see disability as something that might impact your ability to participate in activities that matter to you within the context of um, mm-hmm. university. As a university student, maybe your disability might impact your ability to take courses, mm-hmm. for example. That's perfect. Thank you. Um, to just begin with our questions about disability in the context of the workplace and a professional setting, what do folks with disability need to consider before applying for a job? I think there are a few things that folks folks should consider before applying for a job. One of the one of the things I think that's really important is for folks to have a good understanding of their disabilities if possible. And, you know, really thinking about how how does my disability affect me? So some of the questions I might want to think about would be, do I have a disability that makes it hard for me to wake up in the morning? Do I have a disability that causes symptom flare-ups and if they do what does that look like right and how how does that affect me throughout the day do i have a disability that requires me to take medication and it might affect my productivity in the afternoon for example mm-hmm. and some of the other questions for some folks might be you know do i have a disability that makes it hard for me to type two hours at a time or do i have a disability that makes it challenging for me to sit for 8 hours at a time Right. And I think that's the first piece. And the second piece is when you're thinking about applying for a job, especially if you go into looking at the job posting, really breaking down that job posting and looking at the components of it. Um, some of the job responsibility or duties, essential requirements that might be and looking at how that might interact with your disability. Right. So, for example, if I have a disability or that makes it difficult for me to stay seated for eight hours at a time because I have chronic back pain and now I've got a job that I really, really uh, like and it looks interesting. But one of the requirements is that I do have to sit at a desk for eight hours. Right. So that is that is going to be something that I'm going to have to make a note of and see how, you know, because that because that is going to directly interact with my disability and how it impacts me. And. The other thing that folks may want to think about even before they even apply for a job is to thinking, am I going to need accommodations for the job interview, right? And what is that going to look like? Because sometimes from the time you apply for a job to when you get that interview can become, can be very fast. So knowing, am I going to need those accommodations for the job interview? And what is that going to look like? The last thing that I want to highlight that folks may want to think about, um, and this is in general, I think a lot of folks with disability consider and think about is, do I do I want to disclose about my disability if I get a job? When do I do it? How do I do it? Will I need accommodations and that kind of thing? 
Okay, amazing. I think you covered a lot of important things regarding folks that, you know, navigating a disability while working and or navigating a professional setting. I think you touched on several important topics like when to disclose, if it's necessary to disclose, or what to consider while reviewing a job posting. To kind of piggyback off of that, how and when do you think it is appropriate to disclose a disability? That's a really good question and I think that is something a lot of a lot of people and folks think about that. And when it comes to the when piece of when I would want to disclose a disability, it really depends on the person, what their needs and comfort levels are, right? So different people may decide to disclose it at different stages, for example. So when you're looking at the initial stage of applying for a job, when you're working on the resume and the cover letter, some folks may choose to disclose it during this this point, maybe because the employer is looking to hire diverse empl- employees, or maybe you're even open to talking about your disability, right? But keeping this in mind, though, you may still need to have that formal discussion with your employer before putting the accommodations in place. The other time that folks may decide to disclose a disability or may consider would be maybe before the interview. So you might maybe choose this option if you need accommodation or changes made at the workplace. So this option then gives the employer to think about your disability at work and kind of figure out how how are they going to support you during the interview if you need do need those accommodations and it helps you talk about your disability right and if they if they take it well uh, you may feel more relaxed going into the interview and knowing that uh, your workplace or your employer is inclusive although not ideal is that someone may think that you're not going to be good at the job whether or not that's actually true Um, and that's something to consider as well. Some folks may choose to disclose their disability during the interview phase because especially if you are wanting those accommodations you can then kind of answer questions and discuss why you would be a good employee and others may choose to disclose their disability after they get the job. So there are really different stages at which folks may choose to disclose their disability depending on what makes sense sense for them, how comfortable they feel talking about their disability um, and their comfort level, levels, like I mentioned. Now, I've kind of briefly touched upon when you may want to disclose a disability. The other piece then, and it comes hand in hand, how do you have that conversation, right? Which is Which can seem very daunting because it's not always easy to have that conversation with your employer. So it may be helpful for you to you know, for folks to talk about the options or the decisions with someone that you trust, or if you don't have someone that you trust or can talk to, reflect on um, some of the things that I will briefly touch upon. And some of these things you may want to kind of ponder about and reflect Mm -hmm. on when thinking, how do I really want to disclose my disability? Something that I recommend to folks and also do it myself is to write down what you would want to say. And that's really going to help you be very clear, open and honest and 
to have that conversation talking about what you might need and what will help you with kind of going back on that example that I was giving about if I have chronic back pain and my workplace requires me to sit but I can't sit trying to anticipate what what accommodations right. would I possibly need to do my best at the job and that really helps in having that conversation with the employer so they can understand what accommodations you will need to do the job to the best of your ability right and it, it's also about really staying positive mm-hmm. um and having that very you know brief clear and focused yeah. conversation with the employer in terms of discussing your disability with your employer could this trigger a ableist response from employers and how do you navigate that i think that that's a really good question and something that is hard to navigate because even though we would like workplaces and spaces to be inclusive the reality is that they aren't and ableism is as real as any other isms right so and then we are constantly managing with these or dealing or facing ableistic perspectives and ableistic views once you've disclosed you feel like that your employer is ableistic and they let's say they don't want to hire you because of your disability or they don't want to give you those accommodations that you're going to need to do the job to the best of your abilities mm-hmm. you have options you always have options right and one of the ways that can be challenging for some folks is mm-hmm. is the legal route right. right so that that's always an option uh, obviously it doesn't work for everybody but that's one of the options and the other thing is just knowing knowing about your rights as right. a person with disabilities any and all employer mm-hmm. are required or have the duty to accommodate by law the legal jargon a little bit is that there is a duty to accommodate until right. the point of undue hardship so for example let's say you're asking for an accommodations mm-hmm. right and the and the employer then kind of says that okay you know what this is going to cost the company too much money by giving you accommodations mm-hmm. if it's going to put their company out of business or if they have no outside source of funding to help pay for the accommodation mm-hmm. or your accommodation might cause health and safety risks to others so the, these are the three things of that undue hardship so if they cannot prove those three things and legally they have that duty to accommodate and they should be accommodating you right that is really insightful for our listeners because it is really important and it is really imperative that we highlight that folks with disabilities do have rights in the legal setting as well as in the workplace setting now let's say an individual with a disability is hired and they are met with ableism by their peers how would you say in your professional opinion that they should navigate this that again is uh, is a really good question and it's a reality for a lot of folks with disability right and, and then this kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about earlier making that decision to disclose who to disclose when to disclose and what are the risks going to be for me if i choose to disclose so i just want to just go back to the word ableism just to kind of highlight for folks who are listening that that the roots of ableism really lies in the fact that people with a disability are seen as being inferior right um than those who are able bodied mm-hmm. it's not true but that's where this ableism comes from right and so usually when you're facing with ableism or any other isms really you know one of the paths that a lot of folks take is advocating for themselves right advocating for for their rights and their needs and raising awareness and um and in this case 
educating about accessibility. Obviously, if you're having a specific situation with your coworker, hopefully you can speak to your manager. But again, keeping in mind that do you feel safe? Do you have that safe relationship with your manager to have that conversation? If it's not that person, then maybe you go to the HR, right? Because HR handles these kinds of situations. Is there anything else pertaining to navigating a disability in the workplace or a professional setting that you would like our listeners to know about? I just wanted to highlight, I want, there's a couple of things that I wanted to mention before we finish. And I wanted to go back to the ableism piece of how can folks address ableism in general in the workplace. I just wanted to add a little bit more to what I was mentioning earlier. I know I said advocate, advocating and raising awareness and, and that education piece about accessibility, but I do want to highlight and I recognize that how exhausting advocating can be for folks. It's very, it's yes. exhausting and it's tiring yeah. and you know you're having to do it all the time, right? So uh, I just wanted to highlight some of the other ways to fight or address ableism. That may not necessarily be direct advocacy all the time because it can be very burdening, burdening for folks. So one of the things, again, this really comes back to the relationship that you have with your coworkers or your manager. So if you do have someone that you work with that you feel safe to talk about your disability, it can be an opportunity if you feel safe to disclose, opportunity to create that allyship and Mm -hmm. the solidarity. So Mm -hmm. someone who does not have a disability can then advocate on your behalf to really reduce that advocacy burden because it can be a burden, right? You're constantly doing it all the time. And the other thing that I would really like folks to consider if they're able to and if they have the capacity to obviously depend on the person and what they're able to take on is kind of taking on, a, if possible, taking on that that leadership a, a little bit or like looking into a company on what is available. So if your company or an organization has, let's say, an employee group for folks with disability joining that group if that doesn't exist you know can you create one right really creating that safe space for folks with disability to come and talk about their shared living experiences right because no one understands it better than the ones who have had those shared living experiences so that is something that I would suggest folks to also have in the back of their mind I know Mm -hmm. not everybody has the capacity or have the ability or whatever it might be the factors you may not be able to but just to kind of get to think about what else can can be done that may not be direct um, advocacy Mm-hmm. all the time. And while these are some of the things I highlighted, I really, really want to emphasize as a disability professional and with my own personal experiences, I w- really want to emphasize for folks listening, whether you have a disability or not today, that addressing ableism really takes all of us, right? Mm-hmm. That burden of that change work should should not just be on folks with disability. It really it needs to be a really collaborative work, especially if it's in the workplace from the leaders and the managers and definitely the employees who do not have a disability to have a conversation, recognize that it's an area that needs to be worked on and addressed directly. And I really want folks to um, remember that as well because it can definitely be very hard advocating all the time. In addition to what I mentioned about little tips and tricks on how to address ableism in the workplace. The other thing that I wanted to highlight that kind of didn't come up today and I really would like folks to um, think about or know is that usually 
in terms of disclosing your disability to to an employer whether or not that's necessary mm-hmm. usually if you need an accommodation disclose mm-hmm. you're going to need to disclose your needs so employers will usually have their forms that they would ask you to get it completed by your doctor or a health mm-hmm. professional and while uh, disclosing a disability may or may not be necessary but outlining your needs will be if you need that accommodations but again i want to highlight that having said that it is up to you to to choose when and how you will talk about your disability, how much you want to disclose, and all the while really recognize that it's never an easy conversation if you've had certain experiences. And what's right for one person may not be right for the other person, but also what works once may not work again. I think I would like folks to remember that it's a very flexible process and that might change over time and it all depends it all depends and I really I should have said this in the beginning it depends on the specific disability and your needs and every disability is different right and even if you have two people with the same disability you're not going to have that same need so it's really about the specialized accommodation that you might need to do do your job to the best of your abilities. And the last thing, I know I'm talking a lot, but the last thing I wanted to highlight is as part of, at least for me, as part of um, any, when I'm applying for a job, I'll usually go on their website and kind of learn about the mission and values and statements and things like that. And what I would really encourage folks to do is in addition to that, to look at the accessibility statement of the company or the organization that you're applying for, because it'll just give you a good understanding of what is their view of accessibility. Are they already doing something to make the workplace inclusive or are they not? It just gives you, you have some idea going into that interview um, and just in terms of even framing how are you going to have the conversation are they going to be more likely to understand or what's going on just give you more context so just want to add that bit amazing that's really insightful and great information for our listeners i just also want to highlight that as you mentioned it is really important for community members and different folks within the workplace or within school settings to advocate about disabilities or how to show allyship for our peers who have a disability. I think it's really important to recognize that that is what the Grove Hubs is doing, facilitating these podcasts, these discussions with community professionals to discuss these topics and how to address these issues in our communities and within our workplaces and also in our school settings. I just want to say thank you for joining me, Roshi, um, and sharing your professional opinion on this topic. Is there anything you would like to add or anything you want our listeners to know that we missed? I wanted to thank you for having me. And I think I talked a lot. I think I tried to touch upon different areas. I really appreciate everything that you've mentioned. And I really appreciate all the information that you had that you were able to share with us. I think it's all really important and all really imperative for our listeners to be made aware of. I also want to thank our listeners today for joining in. Please don't forget to tune in next month for our next episode. Also, please check out our website at thegrowhubs.ca for more information about different topics and our allyship guides specifically that do highlight and go further into the topic of disability and how to be a great ally. Also, please check out our Instagram, thegrowhubs.ca 
u of g give us a follow and to just stay up to date about information about the grove hub specifically the u of g site and how to access our resources and other services